Hello, everybody. I missed you guys so, so much. It's your girl, Laura, and welcome to 20 fucking nine. So, today has been a long day, and it's, it's only 12.35 in the afternoon, darlings, and it's already a long day. I am smoking a blunt of some chem dog that I got from this dispensary. I actually didn't trust their judgment for a while because they're expensive, so I felt like they were only trying to sell me whatever they could just to get my money. But I was having a very terrible day and really awful anxiety. And um, I asked for a hybrid and I was like, fuck it, I'll buy an eighth. And they recommended the Chem Dog. And I was like, this bullshit ain't gonna do nothing. And uh, surprisingly, you know, they, they came through for a bitch. They came through, I'm not gonna lie. So my, uh, I'll just give you a brief um, reasoning for my hiatus. So. One, I was driving Uber, as we know, to, um, I was driving rideshare. Well, Uber, fuck it, whatever. I was driving to be able to, um, you know, as work or whatever, but I didn't have time to do the podcast. And then I recorded podcasts and they kept fucking getting deleted. And after you put your heart and soul into a 48 minute fucking podcast and that shit gets deleted, you want to throw your whole goddamn phone. So that not having time then I got really depressed went in a depressive episode for a few months um so now I came back to and then Nipsey Hussle recently died and that fucked me up so bad man that shit kept me up at night and so um uh once I kind of came down a little bit from the grief and I really just felt really compelled to just honor him in some type of way and I'm thinking how can I do my part and doing my part would be continuing to push forward and do what I set out to do from the beginning of the marathon so I said fuck it I'm coming to do a goddamn episode shit (laughs) I'm gonna the marathon continues so um so here I am and I've been I've been learning a lot about myself during this time away. Um, one of the most beautiful things I've learned about myself is a lot of my toxic traits. And, you know, I feel like the way for us to be our best selves is to understand our true selves. And understanding our true self is understanding the flaws in us. You must understand those things. Even the ones that are very hard to admit and it was very tough to admit that I have a lot of fucking toxic traits and that I how much I push people away how much I isolate now the thing that I don't understand I'm a cancer 
And so I don't know about anybody else, but I know cancers, when we're upset or you hurt our feelings, we go back into our shell. That is just something I do. I am a true fucking cancer. Like, you know how some people's like, I don't believe in that. Even for a time, I tried to convince myself I didn't believe in it, but it was always right. Like, I am a true fucking cancer. If you look up cancer, everything it says is everything I am it's ridiculous if you ever want to know like what's she really like I'm telling you just read on what cancers are it's me 100% anger so try it. the way I handle my the way when someone bothers me or hurts me and um just different things I'm learning about myself and, and understanding why I do what I do um sometimes we can do things the way people have treated us, we can treat other people that way and not even realize it because the whole time we're focusing on not wanting that person to treat us that way and we're putting that energy out there. And um, I learned that about myself. You know, even with like my sister, we were talking and I told her, I was like, yo, you got to tell me like, if you see some toxic shit in a bitch, you got to let me know. You have to tell me. You have to call it out. If I'm doing this or that or, you know, if I'm pushing you away or if, you know, like I would. um, We would argue and I would always say, I don't want you around me. Like, don't come around me. I don't want you around me ever again. Like, just leave me alone. And one day we had a really bad argument the argument was really, honestly, it was so stupid. It was really just, we were both on our period and I was, she was supposed to come get me from work. I was trying to get money from the ATM. I was in Studio City and my card, I didn't have my debit card with me. So I was trying to download the, the bank app because Wells Fargo has a, they have an app where you can use a code to get your stuff out the the ATM if you have your card. So the app wasn't downloading. And the white people was walking past me and it was making me so fucking nervous. Cause I was like, yo, I look suspicious. I'm standing at this fucking ATM for 20 minutes. Okay. And like they just walking past me, looking at me, like staring at me and shit. The people came out the bank to lock the door, but they was looking at me like, what the fuck is she doing? I was like, my nigga, I'm just trying to download an app. Like it's it. If it was a skit that I wrote, if it was like a short film, I swear to God, it would be hilarious because it, it was so funny how nervous I was, <laughs> you know, like, oh, shit, I don't need nobody calling the police on me. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't need nobody questioning me because then my heart's going to start racing. And then when my heart starts racing, I'm going to start yelling. And I just don't want that to happen. So um, I called my sister. She was supposed to come get me or whatever. And... I'm telling her to look the, the directions up. She's like, no, send me the directions. I'm like, no, I'll just put, you know, the, the name of this place in and it'll tell you how to get here. And I'm trying to like stay calm because I really just want to get off the phone so I can just get back to, to downloading what I'm downloading. And we start arguing and yelling at each other. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just do what I tell. I'm telling you to do it. Like, just look it up. You're going to need the GPS to get there or whatever. So that turned into a big argument. And she's like, who the fuck are you talking to? And I'm like, oh, hell no, you ain't going to be showing out. And it was just this big ass argument over nothing. And 
but I, my anxiety was just on high alert, man. The amount of white people that were walking past me and giving me like dirty looks was making me so uncomfortable. And so anyways, fast forward to now. Um, so she taught, she brought that up to me and she was just like, you know, why do you always say that? Why do you always, is it like, if I do something wrong to you, I don't get to be around you. Like, why is it I do that? And I was like, I apologize. I feel like I've used my presence as a weapon. Well, if you hurt me, then you don't need to be around me. As a defense mechanism, but also as a way of control. Like, you ain't gonna keep fucking with me, you know? Or why is that my first thing? I've cut a lot of people out of my life. Now, at the same time, at the same time, I have very good discernment. And there are people that I have cut out of my life that it was on some spiritual shit. Like this person doesn't need to be around you or this person ain't right or whatever. And I, I don't regret the people that I cut off. Maybe one person. There's one person. I don't regret it. I don't regret cutting her off because I, I felt I prayed about it. But I regret... I miss the relationship. I miss the friendship. We had a really great friendship. She was she was like a sister to me, and I, I really do miss her. But I don't regret cutting it off because I knew that her season was up. So at the same time, I do be cutting bitches off, but sometimes it's from a spiritual sense. It's from like, I feel something that I know is not right, and I'm listening to my, my gut. I'm not fucking with my intuition. I've been through too much shit where my intuition was right on to be at a point in my life where I'm going to question it. You may not understand why I've cut this person off. This person may not even understand why the fuck I've cut them off, but I know what I'm feeling and I don't have time to explain to somebody what the fuck they know they're doing. I'm not going to do that. So it's just, it's that part, but then it's also another part of control of being like, oh, okay, well then I'm not fucking with you no more. Like, and that hurts the person and I've had that done to me. And I'm realizing that I'm doing it to other people. And that is terrible. That is a toxic trait, you know? And it's a way to protect myself, but it's also a way to like, well, fuck you, get the fuck on, like whatever, you know? Um, it's a way to push away. It's a way to you you've wronged me or you've made me mad get away from me and it's 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 like is it control but it's also like I don't want you around me because you've hurt me I don't want you around because you've made me mad you know so I had to look at it both ways and I was like I feel like it's a way of control in a way but it's also there's also a part of me where it just when it hurts my feelings I don't want you around me so there's two ways to look at it, but I do believe that one of them bitches is definitely toxic. And it's something that I'm learning about myself because I do push people away. I really do push people away. A part of me pushing people away is because I feel that everyone has an expiration date. A part of me pushing people away is because I believe that at some point you're going to leave anyway. It's to the point where... I don't even put niggas' names in my phone. I will literally, 
I the texting is important because at least I have some type because I won't you know answer the phone but it, like if I don't know the number yet I won't store the number so I will go and look in the text message to see what we last talked about to to know who I'm talking to because I feel like why am I going to save your your number your name in my phone it's only a matter of time before I'm going to delete it it's only a matter of time before this is not going to go anywhere and I acknowledge that that has been my way of thinking for a while and that I need to change that. I really had to look into myself. We really have to look at ourselves. We can constantly look at the fact that, oh, people wrong us, people do us this way, and they said this to me, and, and, and you know, I was right to, to behave that way. Yeah, okay. But when you're looking at a story, if if it's a situation with you and another person, what if you stepped out of yourself and looked at both sides? More importantly, look at yourself. We all have toxic traits. We all have things in us that we have to work out. And it is important for us to work through these things because that is how we break these chains on our lives, man. You know better, you do better. You know, it's okay to be wrong. And it's okay to to fuck up. It's okay because you gotta you gotta correct it. It's only in vain if you don't learn from it and do something better. And so with all of that, um I've just been in, in this place of just healing and self-reflection and um this fast forward to now the whole Nipsey Hustle thing. So wanting to honor him. Um, so I went to like, I have to move. Well, I moved out of my place. And I love North Hollywood. North Hollywood is fucking awesome. Oh my God. You can literally feel the creativity in the air. But I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm so motherfucking tired of these racist motherfuckers out here. I can't take it. I'm tired of the disrespect, honey. I'm over it. I'm just over it. And, you know, one of my friends from high school, um, she had wrote something on Facebook. And then she was in the comments and she was talking about how she couldn't wait to get back, move back to, you know, uh, back home to where we grew up, you know, Crenshaw area. Crenshaw area. I'm so high. I can't even. My mouth is dry. Hold on. Let me drink something. I'm sorry. I hate that slurping noise. But um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so. <laughs> slurping noise. <laughs> oh, child, mama. So now I remember what I was talking about. So she um, she wrote on Facebook, you know, she can't wait to move back to the Crenshaw District. Damn, that fast? I forgot that? Jesus. This is some crazy shit. Some good stuff. Um, she wanted to move back home. She has Nipsey plans, you know, something with teaching or something she was talking about. You know, basically just bringing it back to the neighborhood. And I thought about it and it was like something jolted inside of me, like for real. And I was like, yo, why haven't I considered moving back home? I'm like, why not? 
I, I feel my community needs me. I, it was always my goal to move back. I wanted to live in the Baldwin Hills area, but it was always my goal to move back to the neighborhood at some point. But I thought it was gonna be when I made money and I got to where I wanted to be. And something inside of me, you know, with this whole Nipsey thing, man, that just really hit home for me. It was home for me. And so it was like, I need to do my part now. I wanna do my part now. And so I was like, I already had an idea for like a mental health summit, you know, that I was talking to, um, not necessarily a summit, but kind of like meaning I had this idea. I'm not going to really say the full idea because I want to manifest it first, but just this idea to do it in the community. And I was thinking on a larger scale, but when I was talking to my homegirl about it. She was talking logically and I was just seeing the end picture and she's like, yeah, okay, so we'd have to do this, this, this. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. So this is what I wanted to be like. And I wanted to be like this and da, 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 da. And so I'm thinking with this whole situation, um, I don't have to wait till then. I can go now. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to move back home. So I'm looking for places and hopefully we'll find something um, back in that area, I want to move back to the neighborhood. I was like, I want to move back to my neighborhood. Every time I go to South Central, I feel like I'm at home. Okay, that is home for me. The people are fucking dope as fuck. You go into the, the damn uh, fish market and the lady at the, the cashier, the older lady, she calls you baby and uh-huh, sugar pie, baby, you want some pie? Oh, you sure, girl, it's good. She, you know, we walk into the stores, we greet each other and we have our own language and just everybody feels like your fucking cousin. Of course you have those who you want to punch in the face because they've been disrespectful or whatever but you don't do it because you want to keep the peace but I mean everywhere has good and bad people honey there there's a balance but it's home I want to be with my people I'm tired of you know we have we we spend so much money to live in these nice neighborhoods and then we're around people who mistreat us for living in these nice neighborhoods and it's like, I'd rather go back to my community and build from there. Why not? Why not go back, get my credit together, buy something in the neighborhood? Because they are gentrifying the fuck out of our hood, man. They're, oh my God, it's crazy. It's, it's really disheartening. And it's like sitting by just watching a fucking pile up happen and you can't look away from it. But you're hurt because there's nothing you can do. But it's like, no, there is something I can do. I can put forth an effort. I can make my mark. I can do something. So Nipsey's death was definitely not in vain. I mean, just the fact of me doing a podcast right now. And I know I sound all over the place. But hey, this is some good ass weed. Um, you know, it, it makes. It's called True Dog, by the way. This shit is really good, man. It's called chew, it's called Chem Dog. Sorry, it's Chem Dog. It's a hybrid, and it's really good. Like really, this shit is fire. So yeah, I just feel like I can do my part. I really feel like I can do my part now.
I feel like I can plant these seeds now. I feel like if I plant these seeds now, I feel like if I remain of service, the universe, whatever service that I'm trying to do, the universe will multiply it because I'm remaining in service for my community. Ever since I was a little girl, I've always wanted to make that, to build in that community because it's home of everywhere I've lived in Miami. Yeah, Miami's home for me and it felt homey and stuff. But L.A. is home. When I came back to L.A. and I lived in the valley, I remember crying because I didn't know where nothing was. I was frustrated. I was like, I feel like a fish out of water. I've only lived here briefly when I was like a teenager. Like, I just felt so out of place. And so when we drove down to L.A., Man, the air is even different. I just felt like, oh, fuck yes, I'm home. I heard the helicopters and I was like, I'm home. Yes, fucking yes. It smelled like freaking donuts in the air. Seriously, especially over there at 60th and Western. It smelled like donuts. It always smells like donuts in that area. I don't know what the fuck for, but it it smells like donuts. (laughs) So it's just... I want to go home. So I'm looking. I started looking today and I didn't see shit in the area. I was like, damn. And so I'm looking again. I'm going to try. And I'm not going to lie. If something else comes up in another area, I might have to take it because my situation is not peachy right now. But my goal is I feel like if I put that in the universe to move back home that I I can I really want to do this I want to do this I started thinking of all different kinds of things I could do in the community all of a sudden it was just like okay I can't handle just being tired about Nipsey because it was making me so sad that I felt like I couldn't function like it felt like it felt like I didn't even have a chance to meet him, but it just felt like um, like somebody sucker punched you in the chest, you know. And I knew what he was, what he meant to me, and how he inspired me. Nipsey is the reason that I didn't get a big publisher for my book. Nipsey is the reason that I self-published because he talked about ownership. He talked about owning all that you have, so that your family will always be able to eat. He he broke it down. You know, I first learned about Nipsey when I was living in Miami in 2009. So I took this shit really hard. You know, Virtuous Woman's Publishing was always a dream of mine. But at one point I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll go through a big publisher and then get the money for that and do Virtuous Woman Publishing. And then I was just like, nah, I'm going to do it myself. And I did. So it's not where I want it to be, but I did it. You know, I just, I feel a different shift of focus. And I feel like whatever I need to get done to take myself to the next level, I feel ready to do it. I don't know if it's something in the air or just the impact that this man has had on so many of us. I just feel like I cannot let his legacy die. I can't do it. I literally just feel like it is my duty. And I don't know if it's just because of how much he influenced me. I don't know if it's just because of how much I am, because of 
you know, that's my neighborhood. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's just this feeling of like, I have to, I have to. It's not an obligation. It's just like, I have to do this. So that's my goal. I want to move back. Um, yeah, I want to move back to LA. And that's a very spontaneous moment. So that's something I want to do. So the highlight of my week was that, guys, I manifested a tattoo. Uh, so um, I love Cat from Black Ink Chicago. I am like a huge fan, a huge, huge, huge fan. And I kept saying, she's going to tattoo me. She's going to tattoo my back. And I kept visualizing myself being inside of her shop, but I had never seen the inside of her shop. So they were doing a thing for Nipsey where they had certain tattoos and it was like $60 um, for, you know, any one of them. And I went out there and... <laughs> The whole situation about that, I'm going to have to explain that to you in story time because it was really, really funny. It was very, very funny. So I, but I'm going to explain that to you separately. Um, I'll put that, I'll put that episode up and we'll tell you everything that happened, but it was really dope. Um, matter of fact, I'll tell you who it was who tattooed me. Um, it wasn't Kat, but I'll tell you who it was who tattooed me and you guys are going to be like, what? So I'll put that in story time. I'll do a separate episode. But um, it was an amazing day and I manifested that. And, you know, right now I'm just kind of at a point where um, I've been working a lot and um, going nonstop. You know, things have been happening and I just keep moving and keep going. And so right now, today, I just said, you know, I can't go anymore. I just need to take a break because I don't want to break down. So I'm, I, I know the signs and I'm like, okay, I'm still going, but I need to stop. I need to take a break. So today I, I told my boss, listen, I need a mental health day. My anxiety is high, my irritability, like I, I need a day. So I had to go open up the property and then the guy came an hour after and um and then I drove back to um to Northridge and she was getting man she was saying some shit just getting on my nerves but whatever like I got things done and it was all good like it is I just said you know what today I'm not gonna deal with anything I'm not working today I'm just going to relax I need to get my my I need to get centered I just need to breathe I just need to chill so that's pretty much where I am for right now um yeah but I can't wait to tell you guys the story of how I got this tattoo it's gonna be so dope and um I just say, I think what we've learned for today is that you have to examine yourself in a real honest and genuine way. Sometimes you have to take off the mask from even you. Sometimes we're not willing to see ourselves in a certain light because we only want to wear the mask of what we envision ourselves to be, of we, what we assume we are, of how we assume we are, of how we speak. Sometimes I speak with a harshness and don't even hear it in my own voice because it's not my intention, it's just how I speak sometimes. And so 
my sister will tell me, why are you speaking that way? And, or, you know, why are you yelling? And I say, listen, don't tell me I'm yelling if I'm not yelling. If I'm speaking in a harsh tone, that's different. Don't tell me I'm yelling when I'm not yelling because that gets on my nerves. But I was like, she's like, okay, why are you talking in a harsh tone? And I'm just like, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I mean, I heard it when I corrected her, but I didn't hear it when I initially had spoken to her. So you just have to, we have to examine ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to acknowledge that we all have toxic traits. We all, toxicity is, let me tell you something. It is definitely contagious, okay? It, it can, it's very, you know, we replicate what we've experienced. We, we replicate, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but yeah we do we replicate what we've already experienced you know and um we have to examine that we have to examine who we really are good bad and indifferent and we have to work on ourselves that is how we grow that is how we elevate that is how you open up the possibilities in the universe when you are open with yourself and honest with yourself you're in alignment with your truth that puts you on a such a high frequency because you are aware even aware of thine thyself your own self thine self to thine own self be true thine self yourself yes bam oh child i'm high and i'm fucking up this kit kat ow um you know, that's important. Because imagine if you are completely aware of who you are in all that you are, good, bad, and indifferent. Like, you know all of your flaws. There's nothing that anyone can tell you about you because you genuinely know yourself. Someone can literally say you're an idiot, but you know that you're a genius. So it doesn't even phase you. It would make you unstoppable. That's how we get better. Become aware, not just of what's around you, not just of what God is trying to show you, not just of what your angels are trying to guide you with and or tell you, but be aware of who you are and what you're putting out there, how you're treating people, the effect that you have on people and what your presence means to them and to not use that against them, their love for you. To not be so quick to walk away because you're scared of being hurt or being left alone. It's time to be courageous. It takes courage to be willing to look yourself in your own truth and to stand in it, to recognize it, to do away with what doesn't serve you or serve others. That is how you elevate. That is how we can honor Nipsey Hussle because he knew who he was and when you know who you are you make it easier for other people to be who they are or even learn who they are just by being in your presence so that's where I'm trying to be so I'm trying to get out this fucking toxicity I'm trying to fucking get all the emotional pus out of me it's time to correct some shit. I want to have a baby and I want her to experience the me that I'm working towards. 
I want her to experience that. That solid, wise, that grandmama wisdom, okay? Oh, shit. Listen, I'm already wise, and this is not being narcissistic. It's just I done been through some shit. Because even I say some shit, and I'm like, oh, I got to write that down. The wisdom I have right now at 30, after all the hell I've been through, oh, my God, I can't imagine what 35 is going to be like. Baby, child, by the time I have a baby, oh, oh, I can't wait. So that's why I'm doing all this work. I'm working on me for my future child. I haven't even got the man yet. And I'm preparing everything. I want to prepare my mind. I want to prepare my body, my soul, my spirit. I want to prepare for this child because I want better for her, for that future generation. So that's how we honor ourselves. And that's how we honor the people we've lost. That's how we honor Nipsey. That's how we honor, how I honor my sister is by living and living pure to the purest that I can, but living to to break cycles to be better to grow to heal so I've had so many things happen oh my god I have so much to tell you guys I have to write it down there's so much that has happened since we've last communicated oh my god some shit y'all gonna be like get the fuck out of here you are lying I'm like uh-uh, I'm serious uh-uh. so I hope you guys got this message. If it flew over your head, listen to it again. Let it marinate in your spirit. I wish you all nothing but blessings and love. Remember, self-care, self-healing, self-love. Till next time, thank you for tuning in.